Welcome to Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibová, that love coach who helps corporate women who have been pushed down and back due to traumatic relationship or childhood trauma in their past, which has caused them to see themselves not in a bright light that makes them people please and not show up the way they know they are capable of showing up. My mission is to help women who are on the path to heal from their past wounds, move through their limiting beliefs and internal blocks so they can guide other women through online coaching, which is that deep down what they are feeling they really want to do instead of sitting in their corporate job. Each week I will be offering an interview or an idea that will support you to leave behind what isn't serving you anymore and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, and purpose. No more hiding, no more waiting. The time to take care of yourself, to uplevel your life is now. Hello, hello, beautiful soul. I am so excited to be back and recording and here with you. And I was getting so many questions about my 10-day silent Vipassana meditations that, of course, I will be sharing with you everything on this episode. And it's fascinating because with the couple of the people that I did share my experience, some of them, they said like, oh my God, okay, I never want to go. And some of them was like, oh, wow, that sounds really interesting. Like that sounds like something that I would love to experience. So let's take it one day at a time, one step at a time. And why did I even chose to go to 10 day silent Vipassana? And it's not even a retreat, let's call it a course, because when I told people I'm going on 10 day meditation retreat, their ideas were, and trust me, partially mine too, were like, okay, it will be like a spa. It will be amazing. I will disconnect from technology. I will disconnect from the world and I will be there in a beautiful, California Joshua tree and having time for myself and reflection. And um, it's not so much so it's more of waking up at 4am in the morning, meditating for 10 hours a day, no technology allowed when you walk in you give away your phone, your iPod, your computer, anything you would bring in with you, your wallet, whatever valuables you have. And then um, you literally live like a nun or monk for 10 days. And um, there is no books, no journals. I know that a couple of the people in Europe, they share with me when they went on Vipassana meditation retreat, it was, um, they were allowed to have a journal, which I think would be super helpful. Yet, really the truth is getting back to your body and observing sensations in your body. And when we distract ourselves, whether it's a good distraction or not so good distraction, um, it takes us away from the sensations and really feeling and being really present to our truth. And so with Vipassana, uh, my husband went there three years ago. And um, when he was there, he had a sign, like he had a shooting star coming down that confirmed to him some of his doubts and questions in his life. And so for me, when I was thinking about that, I'm like, oh, there will be such a magical place. And 
let me tell you, the people who are organizing it, they live only donation based. So that there's no like big fat donors and like it's not run by people who have money. This is really run by the students and the people and people who come to serve. So I'm so thankful for the amazing people who took care of our stay, who take care of our all needs um people in the kitchen the food was vegetarian but you know if i didn't do the milk and cheese that was there optional um it was vegan and it was amazing so super thankful for that you know like breakfast like oats or breads or granola lunch like a different kind of foods like potatoes or stews stir fries amazing soups and then in the evening the new students they were allowed only to have a fruit and um, tea with milk and old students they didn't eat after the noon so for me I'm like oh my god I'm hungry because you're not supposed to bring any food from the outside so you eat what's there right and I'm like oh my god I'm I'm hungry and I'm tired of eating everyday fruit. And my husband later when he could talk because women and men are segregated. They don't look at each other. They don't talk with each other. You cannot talk with anyone unless you have an interview with the teacher, five minute interview with the teacher, or you have any questions or challenges, you can speak with the manager there and they are super helpful. So um, when I could speak with him, he said like, oh, wow, I wasn't even like hungry after the noon, you know, I'm like, okay, it's beautiful how the bodies can really adjust. But as it was his second time, he knew what to kind of expect. And for me, as everything was new, I'm like, after like three hours of meditation in the morning, I'm like, how am I going to do the rest of the day? And so I got to admit, the first three days I was heavily in my mind, in my head, comparing this Vipassana meditation with a breathwork. Because becoming breathwork teacher, you know, just recently and practicing, um, I realized that so many of the things and traumas can come to the surface when we are using our breath. So when you tell me that instead of 10 minutes breakthroughs, I get to be sitting 10 hours a day for 10 days, over 100 hours of a meditation, and this is just the beginning scratching the surface i get to be meditating two hours a day that really threw me off it threw me off because i was very restless and i feel that it really didn't help for me to be one weekend in utah and the next weekend going to joshua tree like doing the breathwork meditation and then going in that because it was really very fresh for me. And instead of like having intentions, I could feel surfacing expectations up. And um, it was challenging for me, really challenging. Like there were moments because with Vipassana, you are scanning your body. You learn to breathe, you like breath techniques of the first three days and how to feel sensation in a small area of your body. And then the next days, you're scanning your whole body, like part by part, like two inches by two inches. And feeling the sensations what is the sensation that i'm feeling is it tingling is it vibrating is it pulsing is it um, air from the environment is it heat is it cold like what is that i'm feeling and especially i know as women we disconnect from our bodies because so often we didn't feel safe in our bodies so 
it's normal for normal. Well, I'd say not desirable, but that's how we're programmed. Disconnect and just go and do and don't care about your feeling, don't care about what is going on in your body. And Vipassana really teaches you on how to be observing without craving or without abortion. Because what happens with our subconscious mind, it keeps working 24-7 and just looking for the things. Is this pleasant? Is this unpleasant? If it is unpleasant, I want to abort it and run away. And if it is pleasant, I'm craving and I want more of this. I desire more of it. So it's like never-ending chatter. And Vipassana helps you to calm those down and observe these sensations without giving in to the cravings and without giving in to the abortion. So instead of, you know, getting angry, instead of getting impatient and frustrated and having anxiety, you're able to observe your body and what is going on really in your body. Because yes, the mind is everything, but mind is going to be reacting first on your feelings. So it's first is the feeling then is the mind like you're thinking and there is the action and the action is going to bring you the results so in vipassana you are being thought on how to be observing instead of just reacting which is absolutely beautiful practice and like i said very challenging for me so the first three days i'm just comparing and then the fourth day when we are actually learn vipassana i'm starting to like okay i I can do this connecting with my body connecting with the sensations and then what happened the fifth six seven day I was going like the fifth, six was the strongest one. I was going crazy. Let me tell you, sitting there, I had the most naughty thoughts I had in my, in my life, literally thinking all the sexy scenarios, sensual scenarios. What can I do with my husband? What can I, what can we do? What can we explore? What would be fun? What clothes would I wear? What toys would I like use and buy? And like every single second of my meditation was this. And I, start to like scan my body you start with your head so i i do head and i do my forehead i get to my nose i get to my chin and i lose it and i'm back into my like dirty thinking and i'm like what's happening what is this like i didn't know what to do it was so strong vibrating in my whole body I never felt like this before. Like, of course, you have these desires and you feel sexy and you have these desires that you want to fulfill, but it's it's like momentarily, right? Like you either fulfill them or you don't, but this was like nonstop for two days. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like what's, what's happening with me, right? And first thought was like, oh, what is wrong with me? What is wrong with me that I'm on meditation, that you're segregated, you cannot touch anyone, talk with anyone. And I'm sitting here planning my next sexy adventure with my husband, right? And the second thought was like, oh, I am here to observe. I'm here to observe what is coming up for me because the things that like completely strange things that you have never, ever thought about won't come in your mind. And the second, what I realize is, you know, back to the human design, most of my centers are open in my body. So those who know a little bit about human design, if not, you can always DM me. I'm more than happy to send you the link to get your free chart. 
but human design, you know, shows what centers in your body, what's part of your body are open and which ones are defined, like closed, right? And I have open head, open ajna, open throat, open like heart identity center, and I have open emotional center. That means that I'm wide open to the influences on the outside and I amplify them by 200%. So imagine if somebody's thinking dirty thoughts, which thank God I was able to speak with other women on the day 10, evening when you can speak again. And they were saying the same thing, not in so many details, right? But some of them, they were like pretty like descriptive and like, oh my gosh, I was thinking this and this and I never thought about it. I wonder what does it mean? Like I never been so like sexual in my head, you know? And I'm like, oh gosh, it's not just me. That was the moment that I realized like how we really observe thoughts and emotions of others when we have open centers. So I'm like, okay, part of it could be mine. But what I realized when I was in my room alone, because you get like very small room with a bed and some of the, uh, the dorms, they have a shared bed, uh, bathrooms and shared um, showers. Thank God that I have like my own. I'm super thankful for that. I love the privacy and super thankful, really. But when I get to my room, I wouldn't have these deep thoughts and feelings like, oh, I cannot hold this any longer, right? So it was especially around other people. So that was my day five and six. And then day seven, eight, nine, and 10, those were days that I was like in and out, like I was in and out of being able to meditate and sit and scan my body and days and moments that I'm like, I just can't. Like I wasn't able to get from my head anywhere lower and feel the sensation because I was so in my head. So what I did in those times were just breathing through it and get back to the basics and back to the breathing and connecting with the respiration, connecting with the sensation in my nose and around my nose. But let me tell you, like that experience was priceless for me. Uh, my husband, he was able to go so much deeper because it was his second time. And he, I'm so proud of him and I honor him. He is still meditating two hours a day because the Passiona Retreat and Course, it's just a pure beginning. It's just a pure beginning of getting connected with this method and technique versus coming back home you get to do the work. So I get to admit, I gave myself a break. I do my short breath work sessions before I'm coaching my clients. And I took a little bit of break from meditation. I feel like my husband is meditating right now for both of us. But what I want to do is interview him and give you also his perspective. Because for me, it was the first time that I went. And after I was speaking with other women who attended, they loved it. Some of them, they're like, well, I got to sit with it and see how I feel about it when I get home. It's each and every person will get completely different experience. And I had so many um really great aha moments and realizations and creativity coming out through me. And you cannot have journal or book or anything, but I did have a pen and napkin. So I just wrote down a couple of the ideas that I had like for my business and poem and like a couple of the things that just came through me. So I get to sit and go through them. And, uh, 
I feel like we always get what we need. A lot of things that came up for me when I was thinking about, you know, so much sex in my head came up first the guilt and the shame, you know, from the past and a pain from like growing up. And it felt, I felt like it liberated me, it released me, it freed me because instead of thinking what is wrong with me, I'm doing something bad and I'm a bad person. This is what I would think about myself in the past, like really putting myself down, like, girl, get your stuff together. You cannot get it together and things like that. And it really helped me to be able to observe who I used to be and who am I now and how am I really stepping into the things in my life differently. So I wanted to share with you my experience and I will be inviting my husband as a podcast on a guest, uh, as a guest podcast on here. So you can also get his perspective because I feel like him being first, he's a male, right? And having this experience for the second time, it would be super valuable for you to make your own picture. And remember, every experience you go through, it's for you. It's not sometimes what you want, but it's always what you need on your journey to step up and to grow. So let me know, connect with me on Instagram at Petya Kolobova or shoot me a quick email at hello at Petya Kolobova. Dot com And let me know if you ever been on meditation retreat, if you experience Vipassana, if you have meditation practices and how do you stick with them? So I'm here for you. I'm here with you. And remember, I love you. I see you and I receive you. P.S. my love, if you are living in California or any surroundings, I am hosting with my beautiful client, Damari Gold, Pat to prosperity free event that we desire to bring to you because we know that sometimes finances, money, abundance, richness, we all want it. And yet we're struggling, fighting and thinking we either have to be super strict with our money and just really track everything. And that feels overwhelming and suffocating, or we just completely surrender. We're like, okay, universe will provide, I will do nothing. How about we bring these two together in a beautiful, small, fun, intimate event in Huntington Beach? So on August 6th at 6 p.m., you get to RSVP because we are going to open the space only for 30 women to connect, to network, to share our tips and advice and tools that help us on our journey to create an abundance. And I can't wait to see you there. Just click the link in my Instagram bio or the link in the show notes and I'll see you there, my love.